Welcome to the Gospel Saves podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. I'm Wade Stanley, an evangelist with the Church of Christ. Please visit thegospelsaves.me for blogs, videos, and Bible studies. You can also find The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back. This is episode two of my study of the end times. In this episode, I finish my study of the phrase, the last days. According to the New Testament, we are living in the last days. God sent Jesus to speak to humanity in the last days. As recorded in Acts 2, Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost as a sign of the last days. James rebuked the rich for withholding wages from the poor during the last days. According to the New Testament, we've been living in the last days for quite some time. But before I get into this study, let me do a little housekeeping. You may notice a slight drop in audio quality when the study starts. This study was recorded several years ago for my weekly radio broadcast. I didn't have the equipment then that I do now, so please bear with the slightly poorer quality. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple and you find this or any of my other content helpful, please consider giving the podcast a five-star rating and leaving a review. If you're watching this on the Gospel Saves YouTube channel, please give the video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and click the bell icon to receive notifications when I upload new content. All of these small gestures help the good news of Jesus Christ reach more people, so you can help me preach the gospel and teach the doctrine of Christ's church to as many people as possible. I appreciate your help. And now on to our second study in the End Time series, We Are Living in the Last Days. On our last program, we were talking about the phrase, last days, and, and what that represents. We hear that phrase, last days, and we automatically may think, well, that must mean the, the days leading up to the end of the world. And when we look at passages like 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3, we, we might very well believe that. And in fact, we might also be led to believe that we're living in those last days. We also looked at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 1, where, where Paul talks about the last days being perilous times. And, and how it would be filled with, with people who were doing all sorts of, of terrible things. And we look at that list, and we look around us, and we compare the two, and we think, well, we, we might be living in the last days right now. And then Paul tells Timothy, there in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 5, And from such people turn away. Now Paul wrote that letter to Timothy some 2,000 years ago. And yet he felt the need to tell Timothy to turn away from people who were like all the things he describes in verses 2 through 4. At least it seems implied that, that Timothy was, was living in the last days. And we scratch our heads and we think, well, that happened 2,000 years ago. How is that possible? Well, then we turn to Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. And we see that, that God used to talk to people through prophets in previous times. And then in verse number two, the writer of Hebrews says, But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Jesus has come to the world in the last days and brought a message from God. 
So it seems that that phrase, last days, may represent more than just the, the final days leading up to the return of the Lord, to the end of the world, if you will. I think when we honestly look at Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2, and consider what the writer says there, we must be led to the conclusion that Jesus appeared on earth, brought his message from God in the last days of this world, and that those last days have been going on now for some 2,000 years. Now that might seem strange to your ears, but let's look at Acts chapter 2, verse number 17. In Acts chapter 2, verse 17, I think we see further evidence of this. In Acts chapter 2, verse 17, Peter is quoting from the prophet Joel. And he's doing so to, to prove that what the, the Jewish public has just witnessed on the day of Pentecost here in Jerusalem, the sound of a mighty rushing wind, the flames of fire setting upon the head of each of the apostles, the apostles being able to speak in languages from different parts of the world, that all these things are evidence of Joel's prophecy in Joel, the second chapter. In Acts chapter 2, verse 17, Peter begins the quotation. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see dreams. Your old men shall dream dreams. Peter quotes from Joel, though, to demonstrate that this pouring out of the spirit has taken place. This is a fulfillment. And he says in verse number 16, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And all this, according to Acts chapter 2 verse 17, would occur in the last days. So let's put this together for a moment. Hebrews chapter 1 verse number 2. Jesus brings a message from God in the last days. Peter, in Acts chapter 2, says the pouring out of the Spirit, this mighty rushing wind, this ability for the apostles to speak in, in new languages, languages that they, they, they had not been exposed to in the past, had no education, and they were just able to speak by the moving of the Spirit. That this is evidence of what Joel had predicted, and that this would take place in the last days. One more passage. In James chapter 5, verse number 3, James is rebuking the rich of this world and doing so in, in some very strong terms, I might add. Verse number 1, he says, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Let's just pause here for a moment. James was rebuking the, the wealthy who had taken advantage of the poor man. And he's going to get into that a little bit later in verse number 4 when he talks about the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. In other words, the rich have denied the poor their, their just wages. They have not paid them as they should. 
In verse number three, though, he says, your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasure in the last days. Now, again, James is writing some 2000 years ago. He's writing this condemnation against the wealthy who are taking advantage of the poor. They're not paying them a, a just wage. And he says, you are heaping up treasures for yourself in the last days. Now this is very reminiscent of, of Christ's language in Matthew chapter 6. Do not lay up for your, yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. What does James say in verse 2? Your riches are corrupted. Your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded. And their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. James is taking the very language that Jesus used in the Sermon on the Mount, and he is applying that to the wealthy. And he says, you're not laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven. You're laying up for yourself treasure in the last days. They're laying up for themselves treasures on earth. I think this is one more passage we can look to that demonstrates that this phrase, the last days, is not referring to a time yet to come, a time of the future. It's not referring to the days just preceding the end of the world and the return of the Lord. Rather, the phrase the last days is referring to the age, the time in which Jesus has come to the world, preached his message, and made that message known to the world through his apostles and prophets. In other words, we've been living in the last days for some 2,000 years. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus tells us that there are, are two ages. There's this age, and there's the one that is to come. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus, in, in talking about the, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, says this, Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him either in this age or in the age to come. Now remember, Jesus has appeared with a message from God in the last days. He says the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven in this age, in other words, in the age that he is speaking, the age he's talking about, or in the age to come. So there's two ages here. There's the present age and the future age. We're living in the last days of the present age. And there is, in the future, some age to come. Now, as we go along in this lesson over the next few weeks, what we're going to notice is the age to come is heaven and hell. That's what's represented. It's, it's what happens after the final judgment. That's the age to come. 
So we have what's taking place now in this present age. We're living in the last days of the present age. This idea of two ages continues all throughout the New Testament. In several instances, we see the, the apostles in particular referring to this present age. In Galatians chapter 1, verse number 4. Galatians chapter 1, verse number 4. Paul talking about the salvation that, that God has brought about through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He says in verse number 4 of chapter 1 concerning Jesus, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus died so that we could be delivered from this age, this present evil age. Remember, what, what did Jesus say back in Matthew chapter 12? The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven in this age, nor in the one to come. We're living in this present age. There's one to come, but here we are. We're in this present age, and Jesus has died so that we might be delivered from this present evil age. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, Paul says that Jesus was sacrificed in this age. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 6, he says, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the mystery of God the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Jesus was sent to this world in the last days with a message from God. He spoke in this age. He was crucified in this age. And we have anticipation of a future age. And Jesus has died so that we might be delivered from this present evil age. So we begin to see a definite thought coalescing in all these passages. We're living in the last days. And there is an age to come. And Jesus has spoken to us and died for us. So that we might be delivered from this age. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will.